all my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Welcome, everyone. Another week. I feel so blessed to be here with you. Turns out we have a huge community here of people who have had their gallbladders removed. I want to make it known that I care so deeply for those people because I know how little instructions they're given once the surgery is over. Because trust me, things do need to change after a surgery like that. You deserve to feel optimized and to feel great. I believe that if you know the main things harming you after your gallbladder has been removed, you're going to be headed in the right direction. Before we get into those things, I want to tell you about our bi-weekly newsletter. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, do so at nursedoza.com because every other week I answer three questions Q&A style. It's very important for me to help you all be the best, and I hope this podcast, newsletter, and TikTok videos are providing you with value and tips you can use. I believe in you and your healing. Keep going. Now, in this episode, we are going to be mentioning the liver quite a lot. I recommend you get on a pre-order for our liver boost, formerly known as Liver Love. Yeah, we're changing the name. And that supplement does sell out fast, so you definitely want to go get some because we really can't keep it in stock. So go to mswnutrition.com and put your info in for a pre-order for our liver boost, and you'll be notified as soon as it's available. And who knows, if you're listening to this in October, it may be back in stock already. That's what happens when your vitamins really do work. I mean, people love them and, you know, they want more. So that's great. And we tell ourselves it's a good problem to have. All right. Now let's get into the five things that would harm you if you kept doing it after having your gallbladder removed. You ready? Class is in session. First of all, let's talk about what the gallbladder does. The gallbladder is this little organ that's attached to your liver. If everyone knows where their liver is, it's on the right side of their body. Now, it's behind the liver, and the gallbladder basically stores bile. If you've heard of bile, it's this acid that our liver makes, and the bile is stored in the gallbladder and released whenever you eat. So you imagine you eat a fatty meal. You're going to release a lot of bile because bile directly breaks down fats. It breaks down proteins. It breaks down things that you need in order to absorb and use it for nutrients. So the liver will make the bile, and it goes in the gallbladder, and when people have things like gallstones, which is very, very common, you're having problems getting the gallbladder bile out, right? And so a lot of times people will have gallstones that are very painful. They'll have uh, problems with digestion. And then eventually they'll have their gallbladder removed because they have too many gallstones and it's not working like it should. But keep in mind, the gallbladder is an important organ. Now, most websites will even say the gallbladder is not important. It's not a vital organ. I'm telling you, I think it is, all right? The gallbladder helps with vitamin absorption, like vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin D, vitamin K. We need those. And without the help of fat soluble breaking down, you know, being broken down by bile, you know, you got to imagine you say, okay, well, the gallbladder is going to directly be linked to helping us absorb precious, precious vitamins that we need in order to function. It also helps us remove things that we don't need in our body, like toxins, right? The gallbladder directly helps remove toxins from the body. So when you have the gallbladder removed, it damages your body a little bit, right? Like, yes, you can live without it, but you know, you're not able to eliminate some of the things you need to eliminate as well, right? 
And then keep in mind, when you get your gallbladder removed, it doesn't completely fix everything, right? It doesn't relieve everything. In fact, up to 40% of people will still experience issues after they've had their gallbladder removed. Now, most people will say gallbladder uh, removal is very common. It is, it is probably the most common surgery in the world. Almost 700,000 U.S. adults get their, call, their gallbladder removed yearly. So it is very, very common to have gallbladder issues and have it removed. However, if 40% of the population who's having the surgery don't get better afterwards, then what's the problem? Was it the gallbladder to begin with? The first thing harming you after your gallbladder has been removed is your diet. Now, I would make the case that your diet might have contributed to having gallbladder issues in the first place. Let's look at dairy, for example. Dairy is a very interesting food because it used to be very healthy for us, but the dairy we eat nowadays is not the same type of dairy we used to eat. It's very processed. Dairy is so processed that it basically is very difficult to break down whenever we consume it. In fact, I think cow milk shouldn't be consumed by adults. And if you think about dairy, it's consumed on a daily basis. Everyone loves cheese. Everyone loves milk, right? We were told milk does the body good. Well, milk can actually harm the gallbladder. When you consume too much processed fat, you have to overproduce bile from your liver in order to break down this processed fat. Because keep in mind, processed foods don't break down as easy. That, that's what it means. Like you, you basically say uh, fast food and processed bread and processed carbs and cereal and all that, they don't really rot. Okay, well, imagine when you're trying to digest it in your body, they don't break down easily, right? And so your body has to work over, over, basically over time to break this down, and your liver makes too much bile. And what happens is if your liver is always making too much bile because you're always eating processed foods and processed dairy, in between meals, your liver will still be making that bile. It has to store all that excess bile in your gallbladder. So if you think about the dairy you were eating from an earlier age, you and I both know as a kid, you were given tons of cheese, right? We ate a ton of cheese as kids because we were told we need that dairy for us for to have strong bones. Well, the entire time we were told that dairy was helping us build strong bones, it was helping damage our liver, causing us to make too much bile acid as a kid. And we were causing the early stages of gallstones and gallbladder issues back in elementary school. That's incredible, right? And you fast forward 10 years, and this is still going on in the individual because fast food has now been introduced, right? You have dairy, you have fast food. Well, if you're still eating fast food and dairy even after your gallbladder has been removed, keep in mind that was probably the problem to begin with. And once you've had your gallbladder removed, it's even more difficult to break down that dairy and that fast food because you've been doing it for 10 or 20 years. Now, if you remove your gallbladder, keep in mind your liver is still going to make that bile. Where is that bile going to go? It doesn't go into a gallbladder now. There's no way to go into a gallbladder. It's been gone. Your liver will still make more bile even after you had your gallbladder removed. And if you continue to eat dairy and fast food, your liver will make a lot of bile. That bile goes directly into your small intestines. And I have tons of studies that show that overproduction of liver bile acid can directly cause things like irritable bowel syndrome. So you imagine if you have issues with indigestion, even after you've had your gallbladder removed, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, have you changed your diet? If you're still eating dairy and fast food, those are the first two things you could easily cut out of your diet right now. 
And I bet you it would help you if you're still having issues after you've had your gallbladder removed. Now, the reason why we're doing this other episode on the gallbladder, we have one we did before. It was so well received because so many people are having issues with their gallbladder that are still having issues with it even after it's been removed. They're still complaining about pain and indigestion and heartburn. And I have to ask them like, well, are you still eating dairy? We got to cut that out. If you're still eating fast food, try cutting it out. And really, is it really that good for you if it makes you feel this bad to where you have to get your gallbladder removed and then you still feel bad afterwards? Is the sodas and the cheeseburgers and the french fries really worth it? The second thing harming your gallbladder after it's been removed is that you still have a fatty liver. If someone else doesn't tell you this, I will. Keep in mind, gallstones are one of the most common issues in the world. One of the other most common issues in the world is someone who has a fatty liver. In fact, one in four people in this world have what's called a fatty liver, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. It's been reclassified to a couple other things now, but let's just keep it simple. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is when you have an inflamed liver that has accumulated a bunch of processed fat, processed sugar, and now that liver is inflamed. And if your liver is inflamed, your gallbladder is inflamed as well. Because remember, I opened up with the gallbladder is attached to the liver. If your liver is inflamed, your gallbladder is inflamed. And if your gallbladder is inflamed, your liver is inflamed. If you remove the gallbladder, guess what? The liver is still inflamed. All right, now they'll tell you, no, it's supposed to go back to normal and blah, blah, blah. It's supposed to fix the problem. <laughs> really? 40% of the population still have issues after they had their gallbladder removed, which means to tell me, which that tells me is that they still have fatty liver disease. Because if they didn't change their diet, they could still have fatty liver disease, right? All that food, that dairy, the fast food, it's still in the liver. It's still going through the liver. You're having to process it. So either, every meal after your gallbladder has been removed, I want you to know what you put in your body is either helping you or hurting you. And I'm telling you right now, if you had gallbladder issues to begin with, you have to address the liver issue. I'm telling you, if no one's told you this, you have a liver issue. I have a study here that shows non-alcoholic fatty liver disease might represent a precursor of gallstone disease. So they're talking about, oh, they might have a fatty liver even before they have gallstones. That's how it works. Because remember, the liver is making the bile. If you're eating processed foods and fast foods that are not good for you, your liver's already making too much bile at an earlier age. And in between meals, it'll still make more bile. It has to store all that in the gallbladder. Well, the gallbladder is a tiny organ. It can only store so much bile. So after a while, it's gonna get built up and clogged up, gallstones. And if you continue to not change your diet, fatty liver you know, continues and then you get your gallbladder removed and fatty liver's still there. No one tells them after a surgery, hey, guess what, go fix your fatty liver. Because a lot of times fatty liver is not even diagnosed. It's very hard to diagnose it solely in labs and it takes multiple labs looking at the right ones and then maybe an ultrasound. And sometimes I've even seen in patients that they have an ultrasound that shows they have fatty liver and the doctor doesn't even say anything about it. Just says, yep, that's what happens. You have a fatty liver now. Just like, you know, the surgeons will say, yeah, you're supposed to have your gallbladder removed. You don't even need your gallbladder removed. And I'm thinking, what? We weren't born and designed to have our gallbladder removed. We were designed to have a gallbladder. We were born and designed to have a healthy functioning liver. And due to fast food nation, we have killed our liver and created an obesity epidemic and diabetic epidemic and 
a metabolic syndrome epidemic that's been worldwide for years and it's not getting any better. You can't just remove the gallbladder and expect the fatty liver to get better. No, we have to change the diet. We have to change the lifestyle. There's no medication for fatty liver to this day. Go look up. There's no direct medical treatment for a fatty liver. But I'm telling you right now, it's your lifestyle and genetics. Either you have bad cards that you were dealt with. And then eventually what's really causing more of the issue is your lifestyle. So if I have to show you research article after research article to show you that gallbladder issues and fatty liver disease is connected, I'll keep doing it. But I'll show you something else that could be harming you after your gallbladder has been removed. The third thing that could be harming you after your gallbladder has been removed is your insulin resistance. One in three people in this country, maybe even in this world, are pre-diabetic. That wasn't the case 40, 50 years ago. Some people had diabetes when they're born and most people nowadays acquire diabetes as they get older. Age might be a huge factor, it used to be, but lifestyle is an even bigger factor. I could make the case that lifestyle directly contributes to gallstones, gallbladder disease, fatty liver disease, and diabetes, diabetes type two. If your lifestyle can contribute to these detrimental diseases, let's just look at the bigger picture. In this world right now, everyone is pre-diabetic. Just assume that the person to your left is diabetic. And if they're not, it's the person to your right. So then I say in that same group of people, assume that one of those people have a fatty liver. And then assume in that same circle that another person also, that same person probably has gallbladder issues. That's incredible. So when we get the gallbladder removed, keep in mind, it's not going to fix the fatty liver and the gallbladder removal is not going to fix the diabetes. Insulin resistance is found in diabetes. And if you think about gallstones, which are kind of the earlier stage before you have your gallbladder removed, the second you have gallstones, I want you just to assume that you're diabetic or pre-diabetic or close to it. And if you go to your labs, go look at your insulin, not just your A1C. Because insulin resistance is the issue in diabetes and not high blood sugar, it's insulin dysfunction. So when you have insulin dysfunction, insulin resistance, keep in mind insulin resistance that's basically used to diagnose diabetes, insulin resistance occurs 10 to 15 years before the diagnosis of diabetes even comes up. So when I say what is harming you right now could have been harming you to begin with, it's, it's, it goes both ways. Right. If you have, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a, po uh, a gallbladder or you don't, you still need to consider: Do you have insulin resistance? And go address the insulin problem. If you have your gallbladder, or you don't have your gallbladder. You need to consider the fact: Do you have fatty liver? These are the questions I want you to ask yourself because by the time you go into the doctor's office, you go into the practitioner's office, it could be too late. I want you to understand that insulin resistance doesn't come out of nowhere. Right? This is this is mainly lifestyle induced over time. But there are some risk factors for gallbladder issues and insulin resistance issues. They're, they kind of go hand in hand. Think about this. Risk factors for cholesterol gallstones, that's what they call them, gallbladder issues, increasing age, females and pregnancy, rapid weight loss, physical inactivity, a diet high in cholesterol, estrogen and oral contraceptives, and low serum magnesium. Those were all risk factors for gallstones. Could I make the case they're all risk factors for a person who's insulin resistant? Yes. Physical inactivity, diet high in cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, oral estrogen 
contraceptives. Low magnesium, which means they're vitamin deficient. And age. Yes, this, this is the same thing. If you have gallstone issues, you're pre-diabetic. I, I mean, I hate to make assumptions, but let's just assume, right? Let's treat it as is. And if you had your gallbladder removed, let's treat you as pre-diabetic because most healthy individuals who are not pre-diabetic probably don't have to have their gallbladder removed unless it's some other genetic issue that was way out of left field. And, you know, that happens. But imagine that the insulin resistance is still occurring in the individual after you had your gallbladder removed. Your doctor's not caring about your diabetes. I'm going to care about your diabetes. And I want you to care about it. If you're insulin resistant and you have type 2 diabetes, you need to get this under control. That could be the reason why you're still having pain and discomfort, indigestion, inflammation after you've had your gallbladder removed. In fact, I could make the case that the reason why you gained weight after you had your gallbladder removed was because you're insulin resistance. Insulin resistance and weight gain go hand in hand. If you have insulin resistance, you have inflammation, you have weight gain. If you have gallstones, you have gallbladder issues, you have inflammation, you probably have weight gain. Right? If you have fatty liver, you have inflammation, you have weight gain. You see the connection? That all these things go hand in hand. This is all part of your digestive tract. In the other podcast right before this, we talked about migraines. Whenever you have a migraine, it means chronic inflammation in your brain. If you have indigestion, heartburn, acid reflux, constipation, diarrhea, you have inflammation of your digestive tract. And if you have it over a period of time, what medicine will say is there's not a lot of medication for your digestive tract. There's, not, there's no medication for your liver. There's certainly no medication for your gallstones. If you have gallstones and gallbladder issues, there's no medication they can give you right now that's going to help you. So you have to take the initiative and say, okay, how do I fix this? And if you had your gallbladder removed, I want you to understand, you have to get your insulin under control. It is a non-negotiable. If you can, this is what you do. You eat real food when you're hungry, you eat foods healthy, and uh, proteins and healthier fats, and you gotta cut out the sugar, the fast food, the dairy, and the alcohol. It's not that hard. I mean, if you've had your gallbladder removed and you're still consuming alcohol and fast food, there's no way you feel good. If you're like, yeah, I have no problems afterwards. I'm like, okay, give it time. Give it time. No one can outrun a poor diet. There's no way. You can't outrun a poor diet. That's for sure. The fourth thing harming you after your gallbladder has been removed, your leaky gut. This is how it all started. Your digestive tract, leaky gut, irritable bowel syndrome. Call it colitis. Call it Crohn's. Call it celiac. Whatever you want to call it. All right? There's a reason why you have an inflamed digestive tract. One of the major reasons why somebody has leaky gut or an inflamed digestive tract is because they had gallbladder issues. I could even make the case that after you've had your gallbladder removed, it can even put you at a higher risk for developing digestive issues. I have a study here that says after the gallbladder has been removed, the bile that's still being produced in the liver goes into the intestines like we talked about and it disrupts your microbiome leading you to have dysbiosis and a dysfunctional intestinal tract. The studies show it right here. In fact, there's another study that shows after your gallbladder has been removed or even having gallstones, there's also coexistent diseases occurring in the individual. Things like gas, uh, astric reflux, uh, petric ulcers, uh, hiatal, uh, hiatal hernia, gastritis, constipation, IBS. They're saying in this study that all those digestive issues can be occurring 
at the same time in the individual after they have gallstones or have had their gallbladder removed. They were occurring the same time while you were having the gallstones develop. They were having the same time while you were developing the fatty liver. If you have leaky gut, you have fatty liver. If you have fatty liver, you have gallstone issues and gallbladder issues. You have gallbladder issues, you have leaky gut, and you have a, a fatty liver. And then you probably have prediabetes on top of all that. And you have weight gain and you have inflammation. They're not separate individuals. It's the same individual having coexisting issues because all these systems in the body are dysfunctional. The digestive tract is a one-way tract starting in your mouth and it ends in your anus. It goes one way. It's not supposed to go the other way. So if you have acid reflux, your body's rejecting whatever you're bringing in, right? And some people, that can happen genetically. Most people, it's basically your body's rejecting the fast food that you're eating. Your body was not designed to consume fast food every single day for the rest of your life. There's no, I don't care how good it tastes, you would not feel good and you would not live, live very long. And they will start taking things out of your body. Imagine they took your gallbladder out. Did they already mention they're going to take out a uh, part of your colon? What about a gastric sleeve? Have you heard about that surgery? I've met some people that have had a gastric sleeve, their gallbladder removed, and now they're talking about removing part of their colon because their colon's so damaged. Don't forget about colon cancer, colon cancer, fatty liver disease, diabetes, gallbladder removal, and irritable bowel syndrome and leaky gut are all happening in the same individual who lives in the United States who eats fast food and is inactive and doesn't go outside. You can pick one of the diseases to occur first. It's like a race against time. So even after you had your gallbladder removed, you still need to address the digestive issues that's basically been there all along. You have to fix your digestive tract, fix your gut, fix your liver, support it. I mean, that's when I say fix it, support it, right? It's hard to fix it right away. You're gonna have to support it over time. Think about this though. If you're one of those people that said, well, I'm just gonna have surgery and that will fix the problem. Think about this. The fifth thing harming you after your gallbladder has been removed is that it might've caused more problems. I mentioned earlier, after you've had your gallbladder removed, you can have 40% of the population still having the same issues that they had even before they had their gallbladder. I have studies here that having your gallbladder removed can also increase your risk of developing insulin and glucose issues, heart disease and cholesterol issues, increased blood pressure and heart disease, liver issues like fatty liver disease, IBS and weight gain. This study here says says that insulin resistance, heart disease, fatty liver, leaky gut, and weight gain can happen even after you've had your gallbladder removed. And in fact, it could possibly cause that. Then what was the point of having the surgery in the first place? People have surgeries because they think they're gonna fix the problem. If you haven't picked on this right now, like you, you might not have fixed the problem when you got your gallbladder removed. And now the studies show that it could lead to worse things. Maybe because the person was already headed towards diabetes, removing the gallbladder didn't fix the insulin resistance, so they still became a diabetic. Removing the gallbladder didn't fix the heart disease risk, the stroke risk, it didn't fix the poor cholesterol, so yes, their increased risk for heart disease went up. And of course, removing the gallbladder definitely didn't help out the liver anymore. Could removing the gallbladder lead to fatty liver disease of course because the fatty liver disease was the first thing even before the gallstone there were a problem and it was never addressed and of course if you had your gallbladder removed could it cause weight gain of course it can because if the person is still insulin resistant pre-diabetic they have a fatty liver they're going to gain weight 
And of course, if you removed your gallbladder, could it lead to leaky gut? Yes, it could because liver issues and gut issues work hand in hand. You won't have one without the other. I just want you to understand that. And this is my new philosophy. I used to think, oh, it's the liver, liver, liver. Nope, it's liver, gut, liver, gut, liver, gut, brain. It's the liver, gut, brain access. Let's just be honest with it. Like that whole triangle of your liver, your gut, and your brain are communicating with one another, and that's your health. That right there is basically how you're responding to the stuff going into your body and how you're producing it, absorbing it, and getting it out of your body. And when your gallbladder is removed, you kind of ham uh, hampered uh, your ability to get uh, things out of your body that don't belong there, like toxins, right? Like I said, gallbladder, the gallbladder stores bile that helps you remove toxins. If you don't have that bile there to remove those toxins, the bile just goes into the digestive tract. And then the digestive tract then has to absorb all those biles. That causes leaky gut. That causes gut dysbiosis. And then if you still have to absorb all that bile, by the time it gets to the colon, what do you think all that bile is doing to the colon? And yes, they think, oh yes, removing the gallbladder is going to fix all this. For the small population who say, yes, it fixed all that, great. I would love to look at your labs. I would love to look at your labs. I would love to look at an ultrasound of your liver and really see if it did fix the problem. Because miraculously, there are some ways to improve yourself after you've had surgery, but most of the time, surgery leads to all kinds of things afterwards that might not fix the problem. So if you've had your gallbladder removed, keep in mind, there's even another term that could be described for why you're still having issues called a post-cholecystectomy syndrome. It's used to describe the presence of the same symptoms that you had before your gallbladder was removed. These symptoms include fatty food intolerance, nausea, vomiting, heartburn, flatulence, indigestion, diarrhea, jaundice, and intermittent episodes of abdominal pain. Call it bloating. Call it distension. This is incredible because they also say in the same term, which is now a medical diagnosis, this is a medical diagnosis now. After this syndrome, this PCS, which is what I'm sure people will say, I have PCS, my gallbladder didn't fix the problem and now it caused PCS. I'm like, what? You had all those issues before that. Why didn't your doctor tell you that? Well, I don't know. They just said the surgery was going to fix the problem. Really? It might have caused more problems. I have this study here from the UK. 103 patients after they had their gallbladder removed. Significant weight gain after six months from the surgery. I have a report here that says having your gallbladder removed increases your blood sugar. It increases your triglycerides. It increases your LDLs your VLDLs, which are even worse, might even cause fatty liver disease. I mean, come on. Is that really the answer to have your gallbladder removed? If it was and it worked out for you, perfect. For those people who it didn't, this podcast is for you. Conclusion. I don't know if we can conclude this. It doesn't feel right saying this. This is ongoing. Let's be honest. If you listen to this podcast, hopefully you're motivated to do something. I promote supplements. I'm not going to lie. Liver boost. If we talked about fatty liver, liver boost. You want one more supplement? Gut. That L-glutamine powder we have, that helps with leaky gut. Take it in combination, right? It's an investment, right? You're basically investing in your liver health and your digestive tract after your gallbladder has been removed. You will hopefully clean up the diet, change a little bit, right? Healthier fats are still good for you. Salmon, avocado, eggs. And if you're doing all those things, see if your symptoms start to improve. 
See if it gets you to where you really want it to be after you decided to have that gallbladder removed. For the people who want to try the supplements, go to nursedoza.com. Mention supplement code nursedoza for a discount. I want you to take this podcast and do something. If you still have questions, reach out to me. Go to nursedoza.com. I'll be happy to help answer any questions you have. But you have the information now. You know what to do. If you're not motivated, find someone who can motivate you and keep listening over and over and over again. I encourage you to go out and make the change you need. Use this information as a springboard for your own research. And like I said, if you want to book a consult, you can come to nursedoza.com. I'll be happy to help. Class has been concluded. Keep working on your health. Thanks for joining us.